Hello, Autism Warrior, and welcome to Barefoot Autism Warriors podcast. I'm Ninka Benedet Mauritsson, and I am here to tell you that autism is a consciousness test. It's a wake-up call, and it's your chance to turn your life around. And when you do, everything changes. Welcome to Barefoot Autism Warriors podcast. This is where you turn symptoms around like I did for my son between 2004 and 2008. Symptoms like stimming, eloping, screaming, rigidity, anger, aggression, sleepless nights, sensory issues, constipation, asthma and allergies, hyperactivity, learning difficulties, nonverbal autism. All these things we dealt with between 2004 and 2008 and now I'm helping moms turn symptoms around, walk in my footsteps. By the glory of God. I'm a Christian too. And so we give all the glory to God. I came to Christ a little over three years ago. And I was saved out of, uh, saved out of New Age spirituality. I've made other podcast episodes about that. But today we're going to talk about, I'm going to teach you about herbs. I'm not going to teach you about herbs. But I have a herbalist inside my membership and when he hosted the Q&A session for moms I thought this is so incredible everyone needs to hear this and luckily my moms are not jealous they get a lot of attention a lot of direction a lot of Q&A and access to me and the experts that I use and have used in my turnaround process inside the membership in our Q&A sessions and Zoom calls and community. So that's why I feel comfortable sharing something that they only had access to until recently, which is a Q&A session and the handout, the, the herbalist's guide to autism symptoms and to autism mom problems. So if you have been curious about how herbs work, why is it that they seem to get more traction than supplements? And why is it that everyone seemed to be crazy about herbal approaches for constipation, sleepless nights, inability to fall or stay asleep, tantrums, depression and anxiety in autism moms, and even hormonal issues and the stress issues that we deal with as autism moms or autism parents in general. This is the podcast episode for you. So I'm sharing the Q&A session with you that we did recently in the membership. I'm also going to give you access to the handout so that you can go and click on the links and actually get these herbal tinctures and powders that we're using for our children in the autism turnaround community. And now remember this before you just jump into this and before you think, okay, now these herbs are going to solve my issues. Even though uh, this is all about turning symptoms around. You've got to remember this. This is my approach and this is what worked. And this is how I'm helping moms every single day is to understand that any symptom, any symptom, all autism symptoms, you cannot say that there's one cause or one reason why your child has a symptom. Therefore, there is no one remedy or one approach that will deal with that symptom. It's always 10 to 20 different things that will work for you to collect that complete healing puzzle for your child. Not a herbal treatment, not 
one practitioner, not a diet or a supplement or anything like that. It's always a wake-up call. It's always a sign of nature deficiency. It's always something that needs to change and be healed and and addressed when it comes to your physical and emotional health. Something needs to be healed there. Something needs to change in the environment. And then you need to look at the bio-individual nutrition. You need to look at methylation. You need to look at metal dysregulation, minerals. You need to look at the gut and the microbiome. You need to look at inflammation, stealth infections, mold, pandas, candida. And all those bio-individual and biochemical issues are issues that Dr. Berenzi teaches inside the membership. And I teach all the other four pillars, the mindset, the wake-up call, the spiritual journey, emotional and physical healing, healing of your body, healing your eating disorders, your stress types, and and changing the environment, redeveloping the brain so that it you prepare the brain for change and learning and speech development and social skills and language development, all those things. But with that in mind, you can dive into the Herbal Masterclass, the Q&A, because it's going to answer a lot of questions for you and you'll have access to the basic remedies that we have in our cabinets in the Turnaround Tribe. And I want to say um, I personally use a lot of these products, but I'm not selling these products. So this is not an advertising type of podcast for you. Um, if you want to use herbals, consult with a health healthcare practitioner. I'm not a practitioner. I'm not here to diagnose or treat or give any sort of medical advice. So you always need to involve somebody professional in that in that process. So I cannot be held responsible and neither can the herbalist or barefoot autism warriors in general for any effects or side effects that might happen while or as a side effect of using these herbs or the educational materials that you're about to dive into but I think I've said everything that I need to say about that now let's dive into the herbalists best tips for autism and autism moms so we are letting all the amazing women in here all the mamas for the herbal 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 masterclass herbal (laughs) Q&A with Dr. Hopkin, <laughs> the the herbal man. And <laughs> this is something that I'm excited about because we've had a lot of interest when it comes to the microdosing of herbs, which you've previous, previously yeah. been teaching. And I know that a lot of moms in the community are already using herbs. And those who aren't are curious about how to add that into the mix when we're turning symptoms around? How do they work? What's so different about them? How can they do things that supplements might not be able to do? And then we have given everyone an opportunity to ask questions. We received those and you got them before deadline. So some of you might have missed it, but then there'll be another another Q&A later on where you'll be able to ask the questions that weren't on our list so uh, do you have the questions in front of you i can read read them where would you like to start should we start with the 
most common symptoms that we are dealing with it in the autism mom community, such as sleep issues. So what does herbs teach us about these issues? And could you just introduce yourself as well, Ellen, because not everybody knows you and know your story and how you work and how you uh, how you formulate these herbs as well. And thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you, Ninka. It's a pleasure to be here with you and uh, with all your uh, lovely students. Uh, it's wonderful to be able to be working with you. I, I've been a herbalist now Oh, I've been qualified uh, qualified as a, a Western herbalist in 1981. So, yeah, it's over 40 years now. I've been in continuous practice. And then in 1996, I went to postgrad school doing Chinese herbal medicine. Uh, I did that in London and uh, qualified from that. Uh, um, but uh, as I say on my website, I I left the um, membership of that because I I didn't like the way they treated rhinoceroses and uh, elephants and tigers because <laughs> they use their bones, <laughs> they use their tusks, and they kill them for no good reason at all. <laughs> There's no yeah. good reason ever to kill them. But um, so that's the reason why I left uh, membership of the um, uh, Chinese uh, medicine uh, school. But, well done. Uh, apart from that, I still practice Chinese herbal medicine just within my, the context of Western medicine, uh, Western herbal medicine. Uh, and Western herbal medicine began here in the UK, way back with the group was gathered together in 1846. Um, and then it was formalized in 1868, I think it was, uh, as the National Institute of Medical Herbalists. And we're still the oldest school of uh, herbal medicine in the world, really. So it's amazing. Uh, it's been going on for such a long time and so successful. It's become a lot more prominent um, recently because of the internet and uh, also the National Institute joined with Twinings. You know the T, Twinings? Yeah. Uh, so uh, we all agreed that we would um, inform and educate Twinings into herbal medicine and that's what they're going to make herbal teas, organic teas, hopefully. And... Uh, and put that on the market with the National Institute uh, on the label. So that's something to look forward to. But for me, yeah, I've just been practicing here in England, and then I I worked elsewhere in different countries, in Holland particularly, and South Africa, America as well, and Australia. So I've been around teaching over the years, but I'm retired from teaching, traveling, uh, now, I, I, my practice is so busy uh, that I just stay here. <laughs> so, uh, but I've always 
worked as a functional herbal practitioner, meaning that I like looking at lifestyle more than just yes. isolated symptoms. I like looking at the whole person and their own personal story. And uh, But I'm well aware that everybody here uh, is, um, is well um, acquainted with diet. And so we won't be touching on that at all or any uh, any sort of new agey stuff, which I, I'm not into anyway as such, although I did healing for a long time, sort of left that aside to a large extent. Uh, Great. So, well, and I also wanted to say that for those of you who haven't watched our masterclass about microdosing with herbs, you might want to go and visit that in the membership and listen to that because that's really useful as well. We will probably touch on it today as well when we're talking about these uh, questions and different herbs and what they do. But uh, but thank you so much for that introduction, Ellen. And with that, I think we should be diving into the questions. And the first question is from um, Lena, and it's about sleep. We have a lot, a lot of women and children who deal with this. Autism is linked to sleep issues, and we are addressing that in the different phases. But I really, whatever we can do to add into that toolbox, from a herbal perspective, how would you go about this? Yeah, definitely. I mean, sleep is part of our evolution. We've evolved with the planet circulating around the sun, uh, yeah. we need the sleep and we need uh, something like seven, eight hours a night to regenerate our system. And if that is disrupted with stress or with uh, personal issues, disease, illness, then obviously the regenerative action of the body is affected. Uh, so sleep, in the sense of herbal medicine is um, very important because when we're using herbs for sleep, it's not just to knock you out. Now, you can get a drug for that, and I don't recommend it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, sleep relaxes you. It's a relaxant. And therefore, you know, if there's stress or nervous uh, issues or headaches and things like that should relax you and help you just to ease into sleep more more easily. And so I've I've developed a tonic. I'll just get the formula, um, which does that, but on a sort of a multi-herbal uh, basis. Uh, every herb that is a relaxant, for instance will have different actions as well. So, um, you know, we can we can think of, you know, albizia. It's, a, it's an amazing herb with lovely flowers. Uh, it's a deep relaxant, one of the, the strongest from Asia, that is. And yet, uh, if you pair that up with like passion flower or, or, or valerian uh, or skullcap, these are all European herbs, uh, which um, 
they have slightly different actions. Uh, and they some work more with digestion, others with the, the nervous system, others with uh, the um, with the immune system. And generally saying, you know, you can say, well, they're all contributing to the same purpose, and that is to relax the system and improve the sleep. And so when would, what's this um, herbal formula called, if people want to get it? And what I'm suggesting is that we create a, we generate a list of the herbs or tonics that you're talking about, and and then with links so that people can access it. And then we'll download that, it, we'll put it in a downloadable version underneath the replay of this video. But I just wanted to ask, when do you take this formula what is it called and is it a tonic or is there an, a more palatable version for kids it's quite palatable Her, the sleep herbs are quite nice actually you know you can get lime flour which is quite tasty yeah it's called sleep more tonic which you know to try and improve your sleep i've got two types i've got sleep more which is a general uh remedy for insomnia or uh uh uh, slight insomnia and I've got another tonic called Sleep More XS extra strong and so okay. and that is for more chronic more um, uh, deep uh, insomnia where people find it very difficult to fall asleep or to stay asleep they keep on waking up and so that's a useful one for for them um, uh, they Take it generally just a teaspoonful or maybe two if need be before you go to sleep, just before you go to bed in a little okay. water, just knock it back. And I do recommend uh, to start with certainly uh, to have another dose in a little glass by the side of your bed so that if you do wake up, say two or three hours later when you commonly do wake up, uh, just to knock that back, and that yeah. will settle you back into uh, a good sleep state. That sounds amazing. And how how long does these types of uh, tonics take to take effect in the system? Is that like an instant they effect? Are or? Instantaneous, really. Rather like any drink, you know, uh, if you have. Uh, a drink, it'll go straight into the bloodstream, straight into the brain. So yeah, they, they work very quickly. Within within five or ten minutes, you should feel relaxed. And um, when you close your um, eyes, you can just suddenly just find yourself floating off into sleep, which is the purpose of it. Uh, it's not meant to affect your dream state. It's meant to encourage dreams, in a sense. Uh, not that it promotes it, but we don't want to avoid, we don't want to dip straight into deep sleep state. We want to no, go no. through the dream state. So because that's part of working out your emotions of the day, the stresses, the anxieties, the problems of the day that we've had. So, you know, we work those out as we fall asleep and then uh, you work them out again as you wake up again. That's what I really love about herbs that they don't disturb the circadian rhythm and the phases of the body. So what 
that's what drugs do. They do actually disturb the whole, the, the beauty of the system. So, so thank you for clarifying that. That's really important. There's one other thing, Ninka, I wanted just to say about this because it's yeah. really, really so wonderful. Also, you just said how wonderful these herbs are. Well, we've got an amazing herb that was recently discovered uh, because they didn't believe that herbs contained melatonin-like uh, uh, constituents. And wow. this one called Baikal, B-A-I-K-A-L, Baikal, um, has that, and not just a small amount, it's a large quantity of this uh, melatonin-like constituent, which is a great way of getting into deeper sleep uh, working with that circadian rhythm. Wow. So, yeah. so uh, those two in combinations. Did you say B A I K A L? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a skull cap. If you've heard of skull caps, yeah. uh, there's the European skull cap, um, uh, Spitalaria latrifolia, and there's other skull caps. Um, and this one is skull cap bicalensis. But it's Baikal is its sort of common name. Okay. Yeah. And feel free to comment or um, ask clarifying questions in the chat as we go along. This is so exciting already. So that's what we wanted to say about sleep. Um, let's see what else. Your, there's a question about migraines, another common issue for moms and children. From a herbal perspective, what would you say about migraines? And there's a question here that I think we should deal with immediately too from Bethany. Should we plan to take these forever or come off and see how we are doing on our own? Yeah, I'm very keen that you come off eventually, you know, but you can take them long term. And many people do who are older and they sort of find themselves easily going back into insomnia. Uh, so, yeah, I try and get people to get their natural body rhythms uh, back together again so that you don't need to rely on herbs. But herbs are so natural, there's nothing wrong with uh, having them long-term. But, um, yeah, you can wean yourself slowly down the doses so if you start with one or two teaspoons you can then reduce it by half after some time when you feel that your rhythm is back and you're sleeping better then you reduce it and eventually wean yourself off altogether perfect so for the migraine what are your what are your perspectives yeah well this is something close to my heart because i had a migraines uh, severely as a child and is uh, as a teenager particularly uh, my father had it and now my son has it so it is sort of an inherited condition and um, but it's specially brought on by stressful uh, circumstances and um, it can affect people in different ways sometimes with you know headaches, sometimes with lights flashing, others where there's a which affected me a sort of a numbness, creeping numbness that went down my face and down my arm, and same with my my son. So 
it's it's quite disturbing and and yet everybody looks at you and say hey what's wrong with you you look perfectly all right you know, so, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but you know the way to deal with like you know some some sources say you know go into a high activity go and play a game of squash or something and get your blood to to go around your system and into your brain because it's actually the uh, spasms of the blood um, vessels in your brain that cause this uh, this problem of migraine. And if we can flush those uh, blood vessels open again, then you know you abort it and you get back to normal. But uh, so one of the things that these uh, herbs do. Uh, is to uh, open the blood vessels in the brain. Uh, so we, we, for instance, uh, ginkgo or feverfew is a famous one, uh, and a lot of research done into feverfew. Uh, How do you spell that feverfew? That's F for Freddy, E V uh, E R. Yeah. Uh, F E W feverfew. So okay. it's, it's really for fevers. It was originally used for for sort of colds and sweats, uh, but uh, this is now being researched as something that is very useful for migraines. Do you uh, have a tincture specifically for that? A name? I do. Be? It's called migraine less. Ah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, so we use everything like artichoke, and we use feverfew, um, yellow jasmine, ginkgo, well known for opening up the blood vessels in the brain, good for memory, a lion's mane, that's a wonderful medicinal mushroom, um, and many other. Rosemary, of course, is well known, valerian, and, um, uh, and also butterbur. Petocytes, butterbur, have you heard of that one? No, it's a, no. It's a, it's a big leaf they used to use in uh, traditionally hundreds of years ago to serve butter on, <laughs> butterbur. So um, it's, a, it's a good herb, and they've done a lot of research into that for uh, migraines. And so I use it, I pick it fresh myself and uh, make, the, make the extract of of that so yeah it's wow. used a lot uh, for people with um, uh, regular migraines or even with people who have to take you know the the drugs to um to help sometimes herbs are quite weak in in relation to someone who really gets migraines like every day or every uh every few t few days so it's something that can be used alongside the um, aspirin or whatever drugs they, they're having. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So so what about infections, sinus infections? We know for a fact, and this is probably something that you already are aware of, uh, Anna, you, you're the one who asked this question. We must make sure that we eliminate gluten and dairy from the diet because many sinus infections and uh, ear canal operation surgeries can be avoided just by changing the diet. So definitely eliminate 
dairy and gluten as a first step. But from a herbal perspective, if that was you, what would you do, Ellen? Sinus yeah, I fully confirm that yeah, take cutting out gluten and sugars, of course, are, oh, yeah. um, are important. But yeah, with um, sinus infections, uh, obviously it's an inflammatory condition and therefore the the nose or the sinus tissue has a natural uh, action to try and protect itself from the inflammation and it produces a lot of mucus and then of course it overproduces it and we get all stuffed up uh, in the in the sinuses and of course the sinuses are part of the nose our nose is a little uh, thing on our faces but actually the nose is part the whole part of the nose organ is these sinuses and around here and above the eyes and that is full of sort of turbinates little folds which warm up the air and produce this amazing chemical called nitric oxide and nitric oxide opens up the blood vessels and helps the organs function more normally and important for the immune system. And so breathing through the nose produces this nitric oxide, which of course is inhibited if there's sinusitis and if there's a lot of mucus. And Interesting. So we, I recommend, you know, taping the mouth if you can at night so you breathe through the nose and that can help clear sinus issues, congestion. Um, and you can actually get, uh, for children, you can get mouth tape that's got a hole in it because sometimes it's a bit of a problem if you need to sneeze or something at night, if you have a mouth tape, that yes. can yeah. be quite problematic. So you were saying after mouth taping at night, what yeah, else? Yeah, you can buy the surgical tape, which you know you can take off very quickly if you want. You know, it doesn't stick like, you know, yeah. um, uh, bad, bad. So, uh, and that just helps to, to help them to breathe through the nose. But um, I've got uh, another tonic called Catarless, Catarless tonic, yeah. because it's the catar that's within our sinuses that uh, produce, well, mouth breathing. And the more you mouth breathe, the worse that can become because it's not being, you know, warmed up. The air is not being warmed up. Nitric oxide not being produced, and uh, and it just goes from one thing to another. But I've got another important uh, remedy, which is called nasal congestion drops, Ooh. and that you pop. You know, you you lean back and you put a few drops in each nostril. And those are herbs that will help to release the mucus, the catar, and it comes out and oh. helps to clear it and also fights the inflammation of the um, of the sinuses. So those two are good for people and uh, children who are suffering from a lot of sinus troubles. 
Okay, thank you. Uh, um, while we are talking about um, these herbs, I know that the ABC powder, which has hundreds of different ingredients and herbs, plants. Yeah. Um, there was a mom who asked, she's sensitive to one of them. I believe it was amaranth. Amaranth. And she asks, is it possible by microdosing to increase tolerance to it? Or is this something she needs to avoid? And is it possible for you to formulate something like the ABC microdose powder where there's a lot of herbs in it, but without certain um, herbs for people who can't tolerate certain herbs? If you find this whole thing confusing about understanding a symptom and knowing exactly what works and what doesn't work for your child and you, you've tried all the things and you haven't had any long-term results and you're just longing for more, more clarity on what works for your child from moment to moment because those things will change over time and they change all the time and they're actually very individual, meaning what works for your child will make another child worse have more symptoms. So it's really important to know about these things. And if you don't know about these things and what to do and what I did and what the moms that I've helped over time did, I'm happy to talk to you about your situation. But I need you to do one thing. And that's a sign, proof to me that you are willing and able and ready to do this type of work because it's, it's, it's big. It's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. You need to send me an email at contact at barefoot autism warriors like warrior like the ones that go out in the field and combat other soldiers, you know. Contact at barefootautismwarriors.com. Send me an email and write audit in the subject line. And tell me a little bit about your situation and why you need help. And then I will answer your, your email and I'll talk to you about what's what what the game plan might be for you. And if I even think that I'm the right person to help you. And if I'm not, I'll find someone who can. Now back to the podcast. Um, certainly, I think because it's microdosing people who were allergic to certain foods, especially if they are plant foods, um, and even other foods, because there's generally nutritional deficiency, which is causing that uh, allergy. And so when that deficiency is um, supported and um, supplemented with the nutrient that it's, is required in the cell or the organ, then that allergy just disappears. And so, you know, gradually you get tolerant to your own allergy problem because uh, you know, it disappears because your organs and cells are functioning normally again. And so I'd say, you know, because when you think the dose is like half a teaspoon per person or a child, maybe half, uh, a quarter teaspoon, um, you know, it's tiny amounts of these 130 different herbs in, uh, in the mixture. So gradually, the microdosing will correct the condition, uh, in my experience. So, and making something separate, I don't, I don't, I can't do that. It's just that no. would be impossible. 
yeah. because you know it will be such a small amount, and then I'd have to go through the whole uh, formula and make it myself, and so I know it's just going to be impossible. And, yeah. Uh, but the um, uh, that little uh, seed that you mentioned, uh, you could pro possibly find it when you if you. If you took the the quarter or half a teaspoon, and you could just pull it out if you want, but uh, but yeah, otherwise, also make sure that you act wisely when it comes to allergies, because that can turn into something serious. So so consult with your healthcare provider practitioner in order to determine whether that's safe for you or not. Just to make sure that you don't have any severe um, allergic reaction so well thank you for that that was fascinating too um next question that we have is another classic constipation again making sure that we stay away from gluten dairy processed foods foods that aren't suitable for that child's biotype sugar you know um, but apart from that, what does the herbal world teach us about constipation? <laughs> yeah, I mean, constipation is a real problem, especially if you're having refined foods and, and uh, as you say, gluten and so. Yeah, it's uh, sort of emotionally, it's holding on to foods, as it were. You're holding on. And so your system is not digesting normally. And what we want to do is try and relax. There's a tension that causes constipation. And it's um, uh, sort of a protective thing, really. Uh, but then it leads to issues. And as soon as you've got constipation, then obviously you're going to get toxins uh, being reabsorbed into the body, which can have consequences elsewhere in other organs or in your system. So. It's important to try and improve the bowel function, the peristalsis movement uh, through mm -hmm. the intestines. And some of these herbs are incredible for that. Uh, I've got different types of um, remedies for constipation because it's quite diverse. Some, some people have a mild form of constipation uh, it's just a bit of an issue. Maybe every second day they can go, or uh, or it's a bit more difficult. Then I, I recommend recommend move more one. Um, uh, it uh, it hasn't got any of the strong like senna type herbs. It's got more gentle herbs to uh, regulate and to sort of oil the intestinal walls so that it eases it. It's just a, a, a gentle encouragement. So that's move more one. Then I've got move more two, which is sort of the most important or popular uh, laxative. Uh, it's a little stronger. It does have a peristaltic uh, action on the system. So you can then regulate the dose. So some people may just need half a teaspoon once a day in the morning 
or half a teaspoon once a day in the evening, and then they will go in the, at night, or maybe they need a teaspoon or two teaspoons or even three. Uh, so it all depends on the person's needs. And um, so that's uh, a great remedy with aloe. It's the dark aloe the, um, with anthroquinones in it, which are powerful uh, herbs against um, laxative herbs. Then I've got a third one called um, uh, Move More Extra Strong, XS. And I have, um, that's got the, the strongest of the herbs for constipation. So that's for real chronic constipation where people perhaps can't go for a week and they, or they have to manually help themselves. It's not... Uh, so drinking lots of water, having this remedy will also help maybe with like slippery elm that will go on the, on the walls as well to be slippery, to ease the um, bolus, the uh, contents of the bowel through into uh, release. And fourthly, I'd like to just mention a actual herbal mixture, dry coarse dry mixture called Herbalax. Yeah. And that is very strong, and but so you don't need a lot of it. It's for clearing the whole intestinal system. It releases it, and it has an amazing effect. So people with serious illness, uh, you know, with really serious illness, who need to clear their, their gut, of parasites and all this uh, rubbish and that crusting on the walls of the intestine, it'll clear all that and then they can almost start again. The absorption of nutrients will improve as a result, whereas the crusting um, and the crud on the intestinal walls are preventing, not only preventing uptake of nutrients, also perhaps a uh, a hive of parasitic activity which needs mm -hmm. to be cleared. So yeah, it's it's quite horrible. But you know, by taking this remedy, whether it's move more extra strong or preferably herbalax in this case, then it will clear it just in within days. It will clear wow. it completely. Yeah, it's amazing. So that's we, very. So useful. we we totally need to create a guide. <laughs> That is symptom based with links because I already I'm itching to get it all <laughs> stacked yeah, up. Brilliant. So yeah, that's it's a great remedy for for uh, which I developed myself for this very purpose for people with serious illness and really needing to clear the system so that the food they take is doing yeah. their maximum, you know, for yeah. absorption and nutrients. Yeah. That's brilliant. I absolutely love it. And um, on the other side, uh, Ninka, I've got those with diarrhea uh, yeah. to move less. So move less. Those who have chronic diarrhea, very loose bowel all the time, where their nutrients are being wasted because they just it's just going straight through the system. And therefore, they will get illness because... Their nutrients and the constituents of the of, of the foods that they're eating 
are not being used by the body because it's just passing through. So it slows the system down and solidifies it, and then the nutrients can be taken up. So that's move less. They counter counter herbs that are very astringent and of uh, sort of um, uh, containing within the bowel. So it's wow. a great remedy too. Wow, I love it. Um, Miriam has a question here about um, falling asleep but not staying asleep, but we actually already covered that in the previous section here. So um, just got to mute someone who, uh, there's a bit of a background noise. If any of you have a microphone on, please switch it off. So, um, Ellen, peeling nails, do you know what that is? Because I don't know what that is. Yeah, when nails begin to peel, well, that's serious nutrient deficiency. Uh, they say it's sort of calcium, really, uh, where uh, the um, keratin is not being formed properly on the nails. And so um, they need, you know, perhaps they need juices or smoothies, preferably. Uh, and also, uh, I'd say, you know, more uh, calcium foods. Um, I've got, I've got herbs that will help sort of the nourishing. I mean, there's nothing better than. ABC, perhaps on a higher dose to help. ABC uh, powder. The, the, uh, yeah, the ABC powder. Um, I think that's probably the best one yeah. to use. I can't think of other things. No. And, and I want to say that when the nails are struggling, when, when the body down prioritizes, it really means that there's so much of a lack in the system that the body cannot be bothered with something so insignificant for survival as nails. So when you have dry hair, losing your hair, or your your nails are brittle or weak, that's because it's that bad when it comes to being um, nutrient deficient or when it comes to actually utilizing the nutrients in the cells and excreting them, dumping waste, that the body has to down prioritize. So it's really a good way to check your levels. Are your nails strong? You can do that right now. You can try to push against your nails. They've got to be really strong, not bendable. Hair's got to be um, well-nourished, not dry like what's like hay not dry not not uh, brittle either so that's a way of determining what does it look like on the inside so thank you for that reminder as well Ellen thank you so much I agree with the ABC powder and food and also there's a, a trace mineral from FHS from uh, Dr. Anthony G. Beck that you can use as well Miriam um, okay, let's, this is so exciting. So let's see. I don't know if you have an answer for this one, but I'd be curious, best practices, how to take these herbs or tonics when dealing with a picky eater in juice or smoothies? What, what works? Yeah. 
picky eaters need nourishment because they're only picking things that they like. And, uh, you know, we can't always go through life just eating what we like. Otherwise, we'd probably, you know, avoid foods that are useful to us. You know, uh, people who don't like Brussels sprouts, hey, they're missing out on a lot of wonderful food in a small package mm. uh, like cabbage. So uh, those things are, uh, to, to avoid that, I think it's to do with, well, there's culture and there's perhaps they, they, they developed it when they're very young. And uh, so they need to be um, eased out of it by smoothies are an excellent way because you can throw in lots of things without them even knowing that they're there. Uh, and perhaps putting um, like stevia in with it, uh, you know, if you get natural stevia, uh, it sweetens it up, but without any glucose, without mm -hmm. any calories, in fact. And it just makes them think, oh, that's nice. Yet they, they're eating, you know, uh, all sorts of different foods. I like smoothies because it's getting all the roughage as well as yeah. uh, and, and the fiber. And whereas juices, I mean, we used to be so keen on juicing, whereas now it's not recommended because, you know, the sugar content and the lack of fiber. So it's um, not the best yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And actually, when we have picky eating, always make sure that you understand that um, zinc deficiency will make any child picky because zinc deficiency make foods that are healthy taste either bland or bitter. And then also when we are picky, there are a couple of things that you need to understand that you will learn as you go through the turnaround process in the membership. But one thing is that if a child's picky, it's also a microbiome issue. If we are limited in food intake, the microbiome will not, we won't be producing the enzymes needed to, to break down that certain type of food. So if the microbiome, all the soldiers inside the microbiome are not nourished with all kinds of different plants and herbs and berries and starchy vegetables, they will be starved and you won't produce the enzymes to break down a plethora of different types of food. So that's why we love the microdosing approach, the ABC powder and even microdosing all the foods that the child's not currently eating, hiding it in the foods that they do like will re-educate the gut in order to, to fix, fix it at root cause level instead of symptom treating. And then finally, lack of uh, neurological development creates sensory issues that also can lead to picky eating because a child will prefer certain textures or colors and that can be addressed with the brain developing de developing exercises that we are using across the phases in the membership so i personally have created amazing truffles with the abc powder in it just a a tiny bit of the ABC powder. And then I've just rammed, I just take my food processor, I add in some dates, some coconut oil, some hemp seed, um, shelled hemp seed, and 
whatever taste that child might like, some cocoa powder, maybe some some um, rum truffle um, essence is what we've been using as well, or peppermint. Peppermint with cocoa can be quite nice with some um, cacao nibs, crunchy. Whatever you like, you can actually ram whatever you like in there, some, some chickpeas, some beans, and then you just really um high what's it called blitz it blitz it on high speed and then you make these tiny truffles you can roll it in dried raspberries or cocoa or coconuts or cocoa powder whatever you like and that's been something that my children really love i've always used these truffles to get stuff into my kids that they don't enjoy so those were tips for the for the picky eaters. Let's look at what else we've got. So we've got- Yeah, those are great ideas, Ninka. Of course, the, the gut, if it's out of sync, it drives the brain. So if we get mm. our gut right, you know, the brain will say, hey, I need other things. And it will wean you away from the picky eating, you know, so the, the gut and brain work very well and in sync, otherwise they are, anti-sync they, they work badly so we've got to yeah. try and get our gut in order yeah yeah totally agree great okay are there this is one i'm i'm excited about are there any herbs that can help support frequent meltdowns emotional regul and emotional regulation due to sensory processing issues i will emphasize that the brain development exercises that we have and everything you learn in phase three and phase five about the biomedical, biochemical, nutritional aspects to this is really important in the membership. But what about the herbal approach? Yeah, my primary herbal remedy for these sort of emotional outbursts, anger or, uh, you know, meltdowns in any way, is that they they need to relax, right? So they need to calm down. And one of the best remedies I have is a mixture again as a tonic called worry less. So uh, <laughs> so what it's for worry, stress, anxiety, um, uh, all these different um, concerns that are emotionally driven, uh, and we could just be worried about things you know and and children or youngsters can get worried and then they just suddenly you know if some one little thing it's like the the straw that breaks the camel's back you know it suddenly just breaks them and they just you know kick out and uh, it's um, hard to contain so this tonic worryless is a wonderful remedy to take say in the morning and it just calms them down, makes them feel more integrated and uh, more at home with themselves. And, uh, you know, you don't feel the stress that comes to you. Well, I'll deal with it in my own way and I'll be okay. You know, so, so. that's awesome. I think we all need uh, like a, a gallon of that or we need it intravenously. <laughs> I know, yeah. I mean, I mean, for adults, of course, there's mindfulness, there's other ways of helping to con control one's emotions, but 
you know, if you want to use a herbal remedy, this one, which uh, contains wonderful herbs, which actually you were speaking about cacao. It also uh, has cacao because it works with the endorphins in the brain, makes them feel better. If you're feeling better in yourself and you you have a nice feeling about everything, well, who's going to get upset? <laughs> it's a nice yeah. feeling. That's so awesome. this has got lion's mane and Californian poppy and reishi mushroom and rhodiola. It's got these great herbs that are enhancing of our um, of our well-being state, our state of uh, chilled out and um, uh, this feeling of being okay with things. So it's a nice nice mixture. Okay. Um, I do want to mention too that for those who are dealing with anxiety and um, tantrums and meltdowns, always make sure that you also, we are dealing with this in phase five, but the neuroprovoking foods, the histamines, the folates, copper, those things can exacerbate those symptoms. So make sure that we, we put all these pieces together when you choose a bio-individual approach for your child. Uh, my son needs charger for. Then I will take him Okay, panicate. My son just needs his uh, food, and he's he's hitting the gym. Great, great tips. Love that. And then we are getting to the last couple of questions, which is, um. Well, indigestion is the same as constipation. Um, how to effectively, this one I love. Let's take the endometriosis first, and then I want to probably bring Nika on because she's got a brilliant idea that I want to talk about here about how to effectively pair herbs. Even if we could create a, an illustration about that, Ellen. But before we get into that, Anything recommended for endometriosis and blocked tubes, endometrial cysts and cysts on the ovaries and perimenopause. What do you what do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, endometriosis is a serious condition, and it will uh, be uh, have different levels of seriousness. Uh, and the primary action that we need to try and work with is the hormonal element uh, plus the pain element, because it's a very painful condition and uh, because of the tissue that's sort of developed outside the, um, uh, the, the uterus and uh, can attach to parts of uh, the tissue outside, causing, so they it will have a, a natural hormonal uh, action, and uh, it could be bleeding inside the uh, abdomen and so forth. So it could be very serious, but so we're trying to regulate, calm down the hormonal action, for instance, with uh, a, a herb called a black paw, H-A-W. Uh, it's a, a wonderful bark, 
related to cramp bark. And the, the action is in the word. Uh, so black hole is more hormonal, but acts as an antispasmodic. So it's a helps to helps with pain. So that's a great remedy, along with, of course, Agnes Castus, the Vitex herb, which regulates and improves uh, hormonal um, uh, action. And also with pain herbs, you know, I use uh, poke root and, uh, of course, there's black whore and um, periwinkle. So, yeah, okay. combining these herbs together is is my speciality that I try and get something that is working both with the whole body, with which is what hormones do, and with the, the specific pain within the area. And so we get the hormonal herbs along with herbs that, that are hormonal and pain relieving. So usually with uh, people with uh, premenstrual tension. Okay, so uh, Neka was asking about uh, a chart, some form of illustration showing how these um, herbs work synergistically, all the herbs that we've been talking about now, maybe in a systems-based kind of way. Would that be something we could work on together, Ellen, to create a PDF and then a, a symptoms-based guide for what herbs to take with links? Is that something we could work on and add into this uh, masterclass training for people to download? I think it'd be fan fantastic and uh, fascinating to do if we could do like a chart, as you say, yeah. where it's showing the herb and its action on the different body parts of the body and its main action for what it's being used for. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a great idea. I think I'd I'd, I'd uh, you know love to to work at that. It's it's. Uh, It'll be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll link you with uh, Neka because she's someone who's using herbs a lot and she knows a lot about them. So, and she's also a mom, an autism mom and a coach. So she can work with you on what's needed in that chat because that actually brings us, that's, that's the questions that we had for today. Yeah. And I really feel that that was comprehensive. It's almost like a, a medicine chest recommendation in one hour that like a toolbox that we can all add in and use as a remedy to enhance and speed up the turnaround process so thank you so much for this i hope that the the answers and this knowledge has inspired you to join the next q a call and give us your questions ahead of time it's best to do it as quickly as possible because then you don't miss the deadline the next one i believe is in april if you're listening in live at at this time so ellen as usual you're amazing thank you so much thank do you, you very have much any... yeah you uh, thank you all for joining us it's been a pleasure to work with you all and uh, share what I've uh, learned in my journey. Such a pleasure. God bless you, Ellen. Talk God to you soon. You. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye now. Bye.
I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you want to get your hands on the download, the handout, the shopping list that my members were gifted by this herbalist just recently, go to barefootautismwarriors.com slash podcasts with an S slash 163 for this episode. So that's barefootautismwarriors.com slash podcasts with an S slash 163 for this episode and you can get your hands on the on the handout and the shopping link there if you want to talk to me you can always send me an email contact at barefootautismwarriors.com and i'll get back to you as soon as possible if you describe your situation what you're struggling with what, what kind of issues you have i might be able to talk to you about a possible game plan to get you to a better place and find out what actually works for your child until next time Take care, stay curious, stay awake, stay investigative. See you soon.